passion of our Lord Jesus Christ, according to St. John. When Jesus had spoken these words, he went out with his disciples across the Kidron Valley, where there was a garden, which he and his disciples entered. Now Judas, who betrayed him, also knew the place, for Jesus often met there with his disciples. So Judas, having procured a band of soldiers and some officers from the chief priests and the Pharisees, went there with lanterns and torches and weapons. Then Jesus, knowing all that would happen to him, came forward and said to them, Whom do you seek? They answered him, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus said to them, I am he. Judas, who betrayed him, was standing with them. When Jesus said to them, I am he, they drew back and fell to the ground. So he asked them again, Whom do you seek? And they said, Jesus of Nazareth. Jesus answered, I told you that I am he. So if you seek me, let these men go. This was to fulfill the word that he had spoken. Of those whom you gave me, I have lost not one. Then Simon Peter, having a sword, drew it and struck the high priest's servant and cut off his right ear. The servant's name was Malchus. So Jesus said to Peter, Put your sword into its sheath. Shall I not drink the cup that the Father has given me?
It was Caiaphas who advised the Jews that it would be expedient that one man should die for the people. Simon Peter followed Jesus, and so did another disciple. Since that disciple was known to the high priest, he entered with Jesus into the court of the high priest. But Peter stood outside the door. So the other disciple, who was known to the high priest, went out and spoke to the servant girl, who kept watch at the door and brought Peter in. The servant girl at the door said to Peter, You also are not one of this man's disciples, are you? He said, I am not. Now the servants and officers had made a charcoal fire because it was cold, and they were standing and warming themselves. Peter also was with them, standing and warming themselves. The high priest had questioned Jesus about his disciples and his teaching. Jesus answered, I have spoken openly to the world. I have always taught in the synagogue and in the temple, where all Jews come together. I have said nothing in secret. Why do you ask me? Ask those who have heard me what I said to them. They know what I said to them. When he had said this thing, one of the officers standing by struck Jesus with his hand, saying, Is that how you answer the high priest? Jesus answered, If what I said is wrong, bear witness about the law. If what I said is right, why do you strike me? Anna said, sent him bound to Caiaphas, the high priest. Now Simon Peter was standing and warming himself, so they said to him, You also are not one of his disciples, are you? He denied it and said, I am not. One of the servants of the high priest, a relative of the man whose ear Peter had cut off, asked, Did I not see you in the garden with him? Peter again denied it, and at once a rooster crowed.
they led Jesus from the house of Caiaphas to the governor's headquarters. It was early morning. They themselves did not enter the governor's headquarters so that they would not be defiled, but could eat the Passover. So Pilate went outside to them and said, What accusation do you bring against this man? They answered him, If this man were not doing evil, we would not have delivered him over to you. Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves, and judge him by your own law. The Jews said to him, It is not lawful for us to put anyone to death. This was to fulfill the word that Jesus had spoken, to show by what kind of death he was going to die. So Pilate entered his headquarters again and called Jesus and said to him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you say this of your own accord, or did others say it to you about me? Pilate answered, Am I a Jew? Your own nation and the chief priests have delivered you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would have been fighting, that I might not be delivered over to the Jews. But my kingdom is not from the world. Then Pilate said to him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this purpose I was born, and for this purpose I have come into the world, to bear witness to the truth. Everyone who is of the truth listens to my voice. Pilate said to him, What is truth? After he had said this, he went back outside to the Jews and told them, I find no guilt in him, but you have a custom that I should release one man for you at the Passover. So do you want me to release to you the king of the Jews? They cried out again, Not this man, but Barabbas. Now Barabbas was a robber.
And the soldiers twisted together a crown of thorns and put it on his head, and arrayed him in a purple robe. They came up to him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews! And they struck him with their hands. Pilate went out again and said to them, See, I am bringing him out to you, that you may know that I find no guilty. So Jesus came out wearing the crown of thorns and the purple robe. Pilate said to them, Behold the man. When the chief priests and the officers saw him, they cried out, Crucify him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Take him yourselves and crucify him, for I find no guilt in The Jews answered, We have a law. And according to that law, we, he ought to die because he made himself the Son of God. When Pilate heard this statement, he was even more afraid. He entered his headquarters again and said to Jesus, Where are you from? But Jesus gave him no answer. So Pilate said to him, You will not speak to me? Do you not know that I have the authority to release you and the authority to crucify you? Jesus answered, you would have no authority over me at all, unless it had been given you from above. Therefore, he who delivered me over to you has a greater sin. From then on, Pilate sought to release him, but the Jews cried out, If you release this man, you are not Caesar's friend. Everyone who makes himself a king opposes Caesar. So when Pilate heard these words, he brought Jesus out sat down on the judgment seat in a place called the Stone Gate, and there lay God. Now it was the day of preparation of the Passover. It was about the sixth hour. He said to the Jews, Behold, your king! They cried out, Away with him! Away with him! Crucify him! Pilate said to them, Shall I crucify your king? The chief priests answered, we have no king but Caesar. So he delivered it over to them to be crucified.
So they took Jesus, and he went out, bearing his own cross to the place of a skull, which in Aramaic is called Golgotha. There they crucified him, and with him two others, one on either side and Jesus between them. Pilate also wrote an inscription and put it on the cross. It read, Jesus of Nazareth, the King of the Jews. Many of the Jews read this inscription, for the place where Jesus was crucified was near the city, and it was written in Aramaic, in Latin, and in Greek. So the chief priests of the Jews said to Pilate, Do not write, The King of the Jews, but rather, This man said, I am the King of the Jews. Pilate answered, What I have written, I have written. When the soldiers had crucified Jesus, they took his garments and divided them into four parts, one part for each soldier, also his tunic. But the tunic was seamless, woven in one piece from top to bottom. So they said to one another, Let us not tear it, but cast lots for it to see whose it shall be. This was to fulfill the scripture which says, They divided my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. So the soldiers did these things.
When Jesus saw his mother and the disciple who he loved standing nearby, he said to his mother, Woman, behold your son. Then he said to the disciple, Behold your mother. And from that hour, the disciple took her to his own home. After this, Jesus, knowing that all was now finished, said, To fulfill the scripture, I thirst. A jar full of sour wine stood there, so they put a sponge full of sour wine on a hyssop branch and held it to his mouth. When Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. since it was the day of preparation, and so that the bodies would not remain on the cross on the Sabbath, for that Sabbath was a high day, the Jews asked Pilate that their legs might be broken and that they might be taken away. So the soldiers came and broke the legs of the first and of the other who had been crucified with him. But when they came to Jesus and saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear, and at once there came out blood and water. He who saw it has borne witness. His testimony is true, and he knows that he is telling the truth, that you also may believe. For these things took place that the scripture might be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And again, another scripture says, They will look on him whom they have pierced. 
After these things, Joseph of Arimathea, who was a disciple of Jesus, but secretly for fear of the Jews, asked Pilate that he might take away the body of Jesus, and Pilate gave him permission. So he came and took away his body. Nicodemus also, who earlier had come to Jesus by night, came bringing a mixture of myrrh and aloes, about 75 pounds in weight. So they took the body of Jesus and bound it in linen cloths with the spices, as is the burial custom of the Jews. Now in the place where he was crucified, there was a garden, and in the garden a new tomb in which no one had yet been laid. So because of the Jewish day of preparation, since the tomb was close at hand, they laid Jesus there. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. This has been the fervent prayer of the Church since she first began. We have always cried out to God, for mercy. Mercy is the foundation of the faith. God is merciful. He does not repay evil with evil, but repays it with good. 
He sends rain on the just and the unjust alike. God is slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love. So it is no wonder that the church has always cried, O Lord, have mercy. But have you considered the price of mercy? O Lord, have mercy. O Lord, you pray, do not deal with me according to my sins. O Christ, have mercy. O Christ, you pray, do not deliver me over unto death. O Lord, have mercy. O Lord, do not let your just and holy wrath come against me. With this threefold cry, you beg that God would not come against you in his righteous anger, but would come to you in peace. You get down on your knees and beg that God would not do justice to you, that God would not give you what you deserve. O Lord, you cry, have mercy. But have you considered the price of mercy? Mercy is when someone does not get what they do deserve. Mercy is what is shown to a man on his knees. Mercy is the opposite of justice. God is just. God is righteous. And in his justice and righteousness, God is wrathful against sin. He may be slow to anger, but his anger does come. In the end, justice must be done. And it is to this just God that you cry out for mercy. O Lord, do not deal with me according to your wrath. O Christ, put my sins away. O Lord, have mercy. But have you considered the price of mercy? Consider it now. Your king stands before the crowd. He is clothed in purple. Dark streaks of blood stain the fine fabric. The crown that he wears is made of thorns. And as those thorns jot into his flesh, crimson streaks stripe his face. Already, his body is covered with wounds. Wounds that he does not deserve. Those wounds are your sins. The thorns that crown his head are your sins. The blows that the soldiers rain upon him are your sins. But this is not the full price of mercy. The crowds get their way. Jesus is delivered to be crucified. He staggers under the weight of his cross. He staggers under the weight of your sins. He carries his cross on his wounded back. He comes to the place of the skull, to the place of death. 
Your king is laid on the cross. A Roman soldier sets the nails, but you hammer them in with your sins. Every evil thought, every wicked word, every vile deed, and with every strike, the Lord of all cries out in pain. But even this is not the full price of mercy. The Son of Man is lifted up. He is raised high on the cross, suspended there by nails. A slow death by suffocation. Every breath is a labor. Below the cross, the Roman soldiers cast lots for his garments. Jesus suffers there for, for some time. His body is in immense pain. The wounds on his back scrape against the rough-hewn cross. The nails on his hands and his feet hold him there in suspended suffering. Jesus hangs on the tree of the cross. But even this is not the full price of mercy. His physical suffering is immense. But his spiritual suffering is beyond understanding. God the Father looks down on Jesus, and all he sees is sin. Your sin. And so God's wrath falls on his Son, his only Son whom he loves. On the cross, Jesus drinks the wine that has become vinegar, and with it he drinks the cup of God's wrath down to the dregs. The full punishment for sin is laid upon Jesus. From the sin of Adam to the sin of the last man who will ever live, Jesus bears it all. And when all was accomplished, Jesus said, It is finished. And he bowed his head and gave up his spirit. Behold, the price of mercy. It only cost him everything. The Son of God laid down his life for you. He has drunk the cup of God's wrath and left it empty. The debt is paid. Justice is done. The wrath of God against sin is satisfied. Jesus bore all of your sins to the cross, and when he is buried in a stranger's tomb, he committed all of your sins to the grave. There they are sealed away forever. They are cast away from you as far as the east is from the west. All out of nothing but love for you. Your sins are what drove him to the cross, but his love for you is what held him there. So behold the love of God. 
Behold the price of mercy. Behold what Christ has done for you, so that you can cry out with the whole church of God on earth, O Lord, have mercy. O Christ, have mercy. O Lord, have mercy. Amen. And may the peace of God that passes all human understanding guard and keep your hearts and minds steadfast in the one true faith until our Lord returns in glory.
be seated for prayer. Christ our Lord. Amen. 
whose spirit all things are governed, by whose providence all things are ordered, the God of peace and the author of all concord. Grant us, we implore you, your heavenly peace and concord, that we may serve you in true fear, to the praise and glory of your name, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Behold the life-giving cross on which was hung the salvation of all. 